we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for March 1st, 2021. And um, today, just going to be rotating the uh, four uh, warfare prayers. The, the one that we're going to be getting into first today is the list of current event prayer points. This is kind of the largest of them all. This is the one that I try to keep updating to reflect current event prayer points that we need to be addressing. Uh, <clears throat> as I've said before, it's always good to do some type of praying beforehand. Um, these types of prayers really tend to get you on Satan's radar. So like a Lord's type prayer, when, like Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner, it's kind of like a template, that type of thing. <clears throat> Making sure you're right with the Lord, putting on the full armor of God. I like to pray Psalm 64 as well um, <clears throat> as an imprecatory prayer and a prayer of protection. And um, I'll go ahead and just start us out here. And again, this is the uh, list of current event prayer points. So, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you in prayer. And the first thing we ask, Lord, is for the Lord Jesus Christ to expose and destroy the Great Reset Agenda worldwide, designed to bring in the New World Order. And then for the Lord Jesus Christ to expose and destroy the COVID-19 Agenda worldwide, with all of its Big Brother agendas, like forced mask wearing, DNA defiling vaccinations with microchips, and contact tracing, and for God's judgment and destruction to be upon the vaccine, the medical cartels, and Operation Warp Speed, that it would be annihilated, exposed, and destroyed. Also, regarding the body of Christ, we pray for strength, endurance, courage, divine providence, and guidance, favor, and power to overcome all this wickedness that is increasing by the day. Then for the eradication of CERN, and all other 30,000 plus particle colliders worldwide, and for the eradication of all D-wave quantum computers, <clears throat> for the eradication of every wicked portal or doorways these devices and all witchcraft taking place in this universe have opened, and all dark matter that they have created that it would be destroyed, and for the reversal of every Mandela effect that they have produced, and that every devil, demon, evil entity, or fallen angel that has entered through these portals be bound up and... Uh, cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that no other evil entities can come to take their place against the wicked plans of this wicked current political administration regarding biden lord and for the fear of god to be upon both the democrats and republicans and if they will not repent of their wickedness that god would hedge up their way with thorns and have them in total confusion and that they would turn on each other and devour one another and against every level of government that has been hijacked by wickedness against the chinese plans for taking over america against groups like black lives matter and antifa who are working with the chinese and george soros to kill as many Christians and righteous people as possible against their witchcraft, Lord. And also they're trying to bring in anarchy and ultimately get the United Nations troops on our streets. Against any incoming asteroids or meteors that might hit the earth, that they would be diverted to outer space. For God's intervention regarding the Second Amendment and the disarmament gun confiscation situation developing in the U.S. and elsewhere. For God's intervention regarding the coming food and water shortages and the honeybee die-off worldwide against all U.N. troops already in America and elsewhere. For God's intervention <clears throat> regarding all weather warfare to disrupt crop yields and create famine and to destroy humanity. And for God's intervention regarding the wildfires caused by directed energy weapon attacks and all the wicked planes surrounding this to be destroyed. For the defense, protection, and victory of all Christians worldwide, especially the persecuted and also the targeted individuals worldwide against all planned 
against all pandemic plagues worldwide. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> against the exploding GMO weaponized tick and mosquito populations everywhere. Against the illegal alien terrorist embedded soldier caravans coming up through the U.S. southern and the northern border, Lord. Uh, for stoppage and exposure of the Latin American, Chinese, Russian, and Muslim fifth column sleeper cell soldiers already embedded in America. <clears throat> against and for the physical protection of our families and animals from the 5 and 6G radiation and from and the 42,000 plus satellites being launched sending this intense microwave radiation all over the earth for all Christians to wake up and spread the gospel <clears throat> and push back against all their freedoms being taken away uh, against the 501c3 FEMA clergy response teams being activated in America to to betray and destroy Christians and that they would be exposed against the slaughter of Christians worldwide, against the witchcraft being done worldwide to perpetuate and bring in more evil, death, and destruction, against the implementation of the internet kill switch, against the plans of, and wickedness of high-level politicians everywhere, against mandatory vaccinations being implemented and that the truth would come out against them, against the wicked factions of the modern medicine and pharmaceutical and vaccine industries, for the masses to get saved and have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the truth, against the full implementation of the Real ID 2020, against the South African genocide of whites, and wherever genocide is going on, Lord, for, the God, for God to neutralize and stop the Fukushima nuclear radiation contamination and nuclear radiation reactors breaking down worldwide, against the Big Brother draconian changes taking place worldwide, against, the further, against further vote rigging in elections everywhere, for the stoppage and exposure of the Muslim invasion of Europe, America, and Canada, and for the eradication worldwide of all planned deep state and Muslim false flag events everywhere, for the eradication and the exposure of all pedivore, pedo-predator, and all child sex trafficking networks worldwide, against the LGBTQ movement and against the normalization of all child molestation and sexualization of teens, children, and babies, for the protection of all infants, children, teenagers, and adults caught in these evil networks, for, for the eradication of all adult and child pornography, bestiality pornography, and snuff film sources and businesses, for the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade, for the eradication of all abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood centers worldwide and the stripping of all the powers of witchcraft from their owners and their employees, for the eradication worldwide of all chemtrail programs, Nexrad Doppler ultrasound weather manipulation, and NASA blast wave accelerators, against the wickedness being perpetuated by Hollywood, Netflix, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and all the tech giants and the dominant streaming content producers <clears throat> against any non-human entities that walk among, defile, exploit, murder, or infiltrate humanity against the pop rock culture and rap music industry, against the Vatican Pope and Catholicism, against the global banking cartels and the 13 families of the Illuminati, for all satanic ritual abuse and MK Ultra mind control victims, that they may be delivered, saved, and protected from the satanic agenda that has been implemented against them, against the wicked factions of all public universities and public schools. And also, Lord, for the Lord to deactivate, neutralize, destroy, and purge any and all nanobots, nanoparticles, nanotech, and microchip, microchips, implants, or hydrogel in in or on our bodies and to destroy any and purge any other wicked bacteria viruses candida or parasites in and on our bodies or in our families bodies and to deactivate neutralize destroy and purge any other wicked things the globalist elite have gotten into our bodies in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen 
Um, so all those prayers, the four different prayers are, again, they're always posted near the beginning of the uh, PDF for every teaching. So, <clears throat> um, be good to probably take those, maybe copy and paste them and print them out and, you know, maybe have them in your Bible too. Because if the internet were to go down and you don't have any of that saved, you wouldn't have access to it. Now, a listener had contacted me and about doing a fast and it would, it would be essentially next, about a week from now, or from when I'm doing this recording. And this is a listener-coordinated fast from the morning of Sunday, March 7th, until the morning of Monday, March 8th. Now, you can, here's the thing with this. Sometimes that won't work, those specific, sometimes it might not work. Maybe you're like, oh, no, I can't do it that day. I got way too much going on. Uh, but I can do it two days ahead of time. Or, you know, it, it would be better if you did it ahead of time than it would be more so after. But listen, the Lord knows your heart. <laughs> so I'm not going to I'm not gonna get all like dogmatic about that. But I, I just, I think that if you could either to do it in that time frame or ahead of time would be great. Uh, and then he's also going to have a live YouTube prayer session from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. So essentially having the prayer session kind of in the midst of the, of the fast, uh, please join me on the day of, on a day of fasting, plan to start fasting in the morning of Sunday, March 7th until the morning of Monday, March 8th to be capped off by a 7 PM Eastern standard time prayer session of at least seven segments of seven minute prayers, taking dead aim at these satanic systems, strategies, tactics, and schemes and overcoming all by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's take it straight to them. Now, there's a link up on YouTube where it's going to be a live YouTube link prayer page that will be like, I, I can check it right now. And um, I'm just going to that site. Yeah, live in seven days, it says right now. So, um, so. anyway, longtime listener doing this. And. Uh, if you want to avail yourself to that, <clears throat> like I always said, fasting is what really will supercharge prayers. And when, when there's a lot of us fasting, then it's really, really powerful. So that's awesome. And I wanted to go ahead and just get that out to you there. That's also the parameters of this. I, this is in the PDF, but it's also in the last newsletter that I posted as far as if you want to get that link. it's All you have to do is go to the website and look at my last newsletter. And it's right at the top. Okay, so <clears throat> on that, kind of in that vein of thought, I got this a uh, couple days ago from a longtime listener. And it was entitled, Your Prayer Prayer Walk May Have Saved Our Children. Please read. And I got permission to share this. And I'm keeping her, like, her name and her, like, email anonymous. But she says, hi, Scott, I'm a longtime listener since 2015. I am a homeschooling mom in a community of moms who meet once a week at a church to educate our children in our community. In late January, a mom asked all of us to stay after class for our country. It was a powerful prayer time. I went home and felt called that we need to also prayer walk in places in our community. I remember your prayer walk talks in the past and had done them on our property. Sure enough, that week, your teaching mentioned prayer walk in our prayers again. The following week, we gathered on the church property 
after teaching our children and we walked the perimeter and read your prayers while also saying what was on our hearts. Now, they're really not so much my prayers. It's just information that I've gleaned. And I have tons of different documents where I have gleaned and then kind of revamped them over the years and maybe, um, you know, just kind of uh, trimmed any fat that, that may be or maybe corrected gra uh, grammatical errors and stuff like that. I've got a lot of different documents like that on various and different subjects that basically it's, you know, you're looking at about, I don't know, 25 years of, of um, kind of doing that with a number of different documents. Not to say all of them are all perfect and done, and but I do have a document on this particular subject. And um, I... I could post it here, which I may do, but I'm also thinking about actually doing a dedicated post on the website because that way it would be just kind of like separate by itself as well. <clears throat> okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to post it in this because it's. I'm, I'm afraid it's just going to get lost in the shuffle of this. It's already a big PDF that I've got for this date. I'm going to go ahead and do a dedicated post sometime this week, kind of like I did last week on the COVID, uh, that COVID death thing, which, man, I'll tell you what, that's, I've <laughs> seen that being posted in websites that I never even thought, I mean, I guess maybe it's uh, my listeners sending it out to other, like, some of them aren't really, like, ministry so much as they're just trying to get the truth out about COVID-19. I really don't care uh, as long as the truth is going out. <clears throat> and uh, that's really gaining some serious traction. That compilation of the deaths and injuries. Well, I'm going to um, have a, a dedicated <clears throat> uh, document this week that I'll put out in a newsletter type format where it's going to have all this stuff listed okay and what it's going to have is the teachings that i've actually done on spiritual warfare and prayer walking and it looks like i got one two three four four spirit and then i'm, I'm going to have it's going to have spiritual warfare prayer guidelines and a ton of bible our believers authority to do these things um and some prayers you can pray and the this is what like i print out and I take with me, if I go in, well, like if I'm going to do it in my house, it's one thing. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm already here on site or whatever. But I'm saying if I'm going to an actual um, place where there's been a lot of occult activity or things like that, or where I've gotten convicted, I need to go pray over those areas. Well, then I'll have this with me at all times. And then that way I can reference it. And I do a lot of pre-praying before I even like when I get there and then um, while I'm actually there, obviously we're praying too. But And usually if I'm going to pray on a certain to a certain place and, and it's a dedicated thing, I'm like my prayer partner, longtime listener Greg and I, usually doing at least a one-day fast, each of us, prior to going out there. Um, these are just all very sound biblical things to do before you engage in this type of warfare. And um, 
so these are just some things to bear in mind. Anyway, there's four different teachings I've got here that I will be posting this week in a dedicated uh, newsletter that'll come out this week. So, Lord willing. All right, so let's go further here. Because this is super, super important stuff, especially in today's day and age. So, now. Um, so... She basically, I went home and I felt called that we needed to also prayer walk in places in our community. This is my listener now. She said, I remember your prayer walk talks in the past and we had done them on our property. Sure enough, that week your teaching mentioned prayer walking again. The following week, we gathered on the church property after the teaching, after teaching our children and we walked the perimeter and read your prayers while also saying what was on our hearts. That's awesome. Three weeks later, now I will also say this too, and I believe in one of those teachings, I get into making that anointing oil. Now you could just use olive oil, it's fine, but I've had a, I've had a lot of, um, I mean, I don't know, liters of olive oil in a bin where I'm at in my basement with the KJV Bible playing through it. 24 7 for now i don't know how many years okay and that's something that i learned from pete a deliverance minister in tasmania that he was doing and that this stuff was like i mean it was like battery acid to a cultist that tried to come on his property or come against him and this type of stuff i get into that in the um and all it is is olive oil and bible that's it there's no other now granted yeah you could you could put some things like if you wanted to a little bit of frankincense in there there are biblical uh essential oils that you can use in there now it's not going to hurt you know if you feel led in that direction um but i've been doing that now for years at this point and that's another way that if you're prayer walking if you have some of that oil I believe that's a way you can kind of supercharge your efforts, okay? And it's just, again, all it is is olive oil and that's been sitting in a an environment where the KJV has been going into it playing 24-7. Now, you'd have to get a, you know, a, um, a CD player typically is really the only way I know of how to do it effectively. Usually like a sport version of a CD player. You, the one I, I've went over the ones I have before. I, I think I list them in there, and they typically last. Whoa, if you do it twenty four seven, oh man, one, two, three years. It depends. You might get one that's not as good as another, and one gives out quicker. Um, and you just I, I have them in a bin downstairs, playing through them twenty four seven, and I use that oil when I go out in prayer walk okay so that i get into that in the teachings that i will be posting this week okay so if you want to know more about that i, I actually even have a, a a special file on that as well that um you can request in fact i'll go ahead and include the special file problem is is that file has pictures um I'll figure it out. I, I will I will figure out how to do this. The reason I'm saying that is I can't post pictures on like a page I put newsletters on. 
it just doesn't turn out right. So anyway, I'll get that all figured out and I'll have that posted sometime this week. And I'm probably going to be posting more dedicated files like that where you can, although I've put this information out before in PDFs, it's nice to have a dedicated file that maybe you can reference and go to and just have it all in one spot. All right, so let's go further here. Um, all right, so going back to this report, we're back to this testimony. So she walked, they walked the perimeter, read your prayers, while also saying what was on her hearts. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Three weeks later, we were at the church property enjoying some co-op time when the leadership of our church and our group shared something that was recently revealed. In March of 2020, a man was invited to the church with all the right intentions in a gospel outreach. He became a regular on Sundays and was welcomed and loved by the congregation. For almost a year, he attended our church. Two weeks after the prayer walk, the police and this man's parole officer came to the church to make sure that they knew who this man was. Part of his parole was that he was to inform any church he attended that he was a convicted, registered sex offender. Of course, he did not inform us, though. They also mentioned his ankle bracelet was pinged at the church on occasions when the church was not in session. These are how these deviant devils are. They got no conscience. They're evil. They're wicked vessels of Satan that want to sexually molest your children. And they'll go to any length to make themselves look like ministers of righteousness. But the reality is, is they're ministers of Satan. And the Bible talks about that. That it's no marvel if Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. That his ministers, Satan's ministers, can transform themselves into ministers that appear to be righteous. But they're not. They're evil. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. These people don't have any conscience at all. This guy's got an ankle brace. He's a registered sex offender going there and acting like he's Mr. This is typical. We'd all be amazed if we knew how much this actually went on in the churches. I've told you before, you know, there's, there's um, one of the most desired offices for any high-level occultist in a COVID is to be a pastor or a bishop or an elder or deacon or some church hierarchy because many times if they play the game right and they're good at what they do and let's say there's no prayer in that church going up about exposing any wolves in sheep's clothing which would be typical then they're going to be able to embed themselves in these churches and you'll never know they're there unless God reveals it to you so what this prayer walking did is brought that brought this wickedness out and so that it was exposed and they used the police to do it praise the lord so his ankle bracelet was pinged at the church on occasions when the church was not in session they believed he could be looking for a place to hide a child wow they said this was the worst sex offender they had ever had in the county. Now, this is Buncombe County. Buncombe County is where Asheville is at. I read you a report not too long ago of a guy that lived in Asheville on the unbelievably insane, draconian, liberal 
um, and I mean liberal, like very, very, very democratic, high amounts of witchcraft in the Asheville area. It's very, very new age, very, all kind of new age bookstores and witchcraft. And it's just probably, I'd say that and Silva are, which is where we've went to prayer walk the last couple times, are the two most overtly occultic places in western north carolina mountains now i could be wrong i mean maybe there's some place i don't know about or but from my experience those two places are kind of like ground zero you got the biltmore estate the Asheville's biltmore is one of the illuminati families that's haunted is all get out and there's all kind of oh it's just bad very 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 bad and it's a hotbed for occult activity Asheville's in buncombe county and no 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 um surprise that they're very liberal and wherever you have a very very liberal leadership you're going to have ultra strict covid restrictions it's also they have the planned parenthood that we've went and prayed against before that one time that uh, i did that report from there i had some listeners come and there's a lot of other people there too praying against that place um so anyway that's that's buncombe county where she's at now she's not in Asheville, but a town uh, north of uh, north of Asheville called Weaversville, okay. Uh, probably about from my position, mm, I could probably get there. Hmm, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, maybe around there, but so not too far away from where I'm at. So, uh, they, so he was. They said he was the worst sex offender they have ever had in the county. My, and my question is, why isn't this guy in jail? You know, but then again, you know, evil's good and good's evil. So, you know, in, in the governmental system so much of the time. I'm not saying everybody in there is doing evil things. It's just that our judicial system is so broken. He was an out-of-state transplant and spent five years in prison for trafficking and abuse. They mentioned all... They mentioned his victims were of all ages. His conviction was for a victim of age of six. Uh, continuing, they his conviction was for a victim age six. They also mentioned there's a large trafficking ring in Weaverville area. I'm sorry, it's Weaverville. Not Weavers, but Weaverville. Um, so, yeah, this is a deviant devil from the pit of hell this man rooted himself in the church with a huge outreach for guess who children for almost a year unnoticed we called on the lord to send out his angel army to protect this facility and then no evil would be allowed to penetrate and the lord delivered you have a fan club of moms here in nc now if, if you're in north carolina i've kind of got like a little bit of a of a little email list for them that like if there's something that's going on in north carolina i don't put that sometimes i don't put that out in the regular um newsletter as much because it may not you know it may pertain only to people in north carolina so you can always email me you can use the contact or the emails at the top of the um the pdfs that i have and uh you can email me and say yeah i'm in north carolina i'd like to be on your on your other list for for north carolinians and i'll add you on so anyway, um, uh, you have a fan club of moms here in North Carolina. Of course, we know it's Jesus doing the work, but we're thankful he's, he's using you to speak the truth and helping us to 
have much needed prayer tools to use during the season. We pray for you and Taylor. And we have a lot of fun using Scott quotes. Yes, yes. Our current favorite is Demon Possessed to the Toenails. Yes. Nice. Now, I can't take credit for that one. Actually, that was Bill Schneblin. The, now he's the pseudo-rabbi, Bill Schneblin. But at one time, before he became a rabbi, he had some real zingers. I, I don't know if he's using those zingers um, as much anymore. I'm not sure if he's alive or whatever, but I actually got that from, from Bill Schneblin. Uh, th this came up the other day. I, I had a listener a long time ago send me these caricatures of, of, of I guess, myself. And he wrote all these funny things in here. Um, uh, <laughs> in addition to selling indulgences, the Catholic Church is now selling the Pope on a rope, um, which, you know, the uh, Catholic Church, you know, you never know what they're going to, you never know what they're going to come up with. And then it has a little picture of a, of a soap bar with a Pope on it, you know, that you would wear into the, the, uh, Pope on a rope type of shower bar. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. I, I'd almost have to find a way to post these or whatever. <laughs> He's got one of me dressed as a fry cook. And then I'm talking about Catholic friars and I, and I, out of my mouth, there's a caption that says, does that mean they're really adept at fry cooking? Sorry, a little light humor there. And then, um, uh, <laughs> and then this one, in addition to, this is all Catholic theme, in addition to Lourdes, I guess where you go to get healed, if you go there now, the Vatican is sending you a free Hulk Hogan commemorative beer koozie with every visit, and he's got a picture of a Hulk Hogan <laughs> beer koozie around a beer, and then this one, um, this one he said is, uh, it's regarding the Tridentine Catholic Mass. And um, a caption out of my mouth reads, does that mean they chew trident gum during the mass? Is it more of a tridentine, trident gum chewing type thing? I don't know. Anyway, it's kind of hard to get. You'd have to see the pictures to actually get, get the full humor, but uh, a little humor there. Now, let's move on here. Robbie Zacharias had a lot of people email me this week about him. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, if you've listened to any kind of Christian American family radio, any kind of Christian radio in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, you've probably heard him. He has like a slight, um, you know, kind of like a, a Hindu accent. I don't know. Like, a, like a, he's from India. Um, and I really, there, there's so many people out there that there's no way I can possibly cover all the stuff. But this is one that's really hitting home. A lot of people have been talking about this. So I I really stumbled on a few different videos I, I believe my listeners sent me. And each one of these covers a different aspect of this whole Ravi Zacharias scandal. Okay, and, and just this problem that's kind of endemic in the church. It's so common. It's just that he got caught. But this is going on and has went on and is increasingly going on. And as the church gets more lukewarm and as the church is more driven by greed and as the church continues to yoke up further with their 501c3 status to the government when there's no Bible for any of that. And they, and they, they're all on the same tracks to the one world religion under Antichrist, essentially. And the denominational system is as well, I believe, you know. 
in general, at least. I'm not saying every single person in these movements are horrible or wicked. I'm just saying that in general, that whole system is moving in a very, very bad direction. So let's go ahead and play this first video here. Hey guys, so today's a bit of a different video. I was debating whether I should make this for the last few weeks. Now, I don't like, I put out, I think I put out a link or something on one of my last newsletters and I, I was by accident and the guy was not a good guy. In fact, I'm gonna actually do a whole thing exposing him. But um, I'm not going to say that I am in alignment or agreement with whatever these people I'm playing, whatever their thought processes are okay whatever their their stances on because they might be into some wacky stuff i don't know so i'm not i'm, I'm gleaning from them like i would glean from if i were reposted a cnn report or an alex jones report so please always understand that it, that you know i'm not necessarily coming into alignment with whatever they're they're putting out but from what i could hear in these videos it sounded like a lot of truth to me but I decided because everyone keeps asking me, I would come out and make this video. I was waiting for a bit. I didn't want to just make this video because it was trending or to try to get clicks. And I also didn't want to make a video that's just going to tell you what you already know or what you can read about online. But I do think in this situation, in terms of Ravi Zacharias and what happened with him, there's some lessons that we can learn. If you don't know, and if you're in the Christian world, you probably already know, Ravi Zacharias, who was probably the greatest Christian apologetist got exposed well he's really not that was all a lie and a facade from a from god's standpoint he was never that okay he might have been people might have labeled him as that but he was never that in god's eyes and seeing i don't even know how to say this you know um masseuses escorts there was rape involved molestation sexual misconduct hundreds of pictures i mean the guy was preaching and sharing all over the world and meanwhile was living a double life and all of this stuff came out his ministry actually hired a company to do an investigation after he passed away based on allegations that were made against him with sexual misconduct in a nutshell this company this investigative company did a report a 13-page report concluding that there was in, in, an intense amount of sexual misconduct that took place over years of ministry and you know not only was it what he was doing that he was they found out he was doing but i just wonder how much more he did that no one knows about and the first thing i thought about when this whole situation started unraveling really in the pol christian apologetic world ravi was the top there was nobody greater than ravi zacharias and i thought man no one is exempt guys when you're talking about sexual sin sin in general Nobody is exempt from this. It doesn't matter what leader we idolize, what leader we look up to. And as a leader in the body of Christ, I thought about this myself. I'm not exempt from this. And That's so why the Bible talks about examining yourself to see if you be, you know, in Christ. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. That's why the Bible says those things, you know, because or not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to consider the pit from whence we were dug. All of those things require humility on our part and it also requires i believe fear of god and you know um those all those things are connected and go hand in hand this was a warning not just for me but this situation should be a warning for everybody in the body of christ that all of us are fallible that our sinful nature is much worse than we even think and if our sinful nature is left untamed uncrucified yes. The extent of human wickedness, there is no extent. I thought about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 
where he talks about athletes athletes being disciplined in training. And Paul says, I run with purpose in every step, so I'm not just shadow boxing. And then he said, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. And then I want you to know what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 20, uh, 27. And we're in the society that we live in is so opposite of that, that you're, you're trained in this society to just basically give in to the flesh. If it feels good, do it. Eat whatever you want to eat. Put whatever in your body you want to take. If, if you start having symptoms from all the garbage you're putting in your body or, or maybe doing to yourself, well, then take drugs to mask the symptoms. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not condemning people that are on meds and these types of things, but, you know, ultimately you cannot drug your body into good health. And we need to understand that we only have one body and we need to take care of it so that we can be all that we can be for God, so that we can fulfill our purpose, the purpose that God, you know, has for us. Uh, but we're not taught in this day and age to discipline ourselves, to to um, take care of our bodies. We're, we're really, if, if you just let like the internet or the tv or the the medical society raise you just you know do whatever you want to do eat whatever you want to eat take your vaccines take your meds and that's the opposite of what i the mindset i believe that we should be in it's not it's not a disciplining it's not a um a mature christian type of mindset it's an infantile mindset where you're just motivated by self-gratification and not crucifying your flesh now again i'm not saying that because i'm mr perfect over here in that category uh but so i'm saying what i'm saying is applicable to me as i would say it to anyone else he says i fear that after all this preaching to others I myself might be disqualified. So Paul the Apostle is concerned that after all my preaching and Ravi's situation, all the preaching he did, all the millions of views, this huge multi-multi-million dollar ministry preaches to the masses, but himself has disqualified the prize by his actions. And this is a fear I walk in. I w my shirt literally says, stay humble, and that's not a coincidence. I'm always saying, Lord, I want to remain humble. I want to remain yes. teachable, and I want to understand that I'm not above reproach. And this is a warning to every leader out there. None of us are above reproach. We all need to have accountability in our lives. We all need to have people around us that are pointing out our blind spots. If you don't know, my uncle slash pastor slash spiritual father keeps me accountable he watches all my videos all my streams and is always keeping me accountable looking out for any blind spots in Ravi's case you know I thought about going out he was seeing massage therapists bought massage parlors and was running them out of the ministry and everything else like but massage par now that's in a very negative connotation here okay that's like the the sexual type of massage parlors I'm assuming here and he ran them out of the ministry I get I don't know if he had shell corporations or what I mean whoa and i don't want to get into too much detail on this because it's in a 13 page report you can find online but it's not only right. that was taking sexual advantage as a pre literally a predator on these women saying things like you're god's gift to me and if you come out and tell anyone what we're doing millions of souls will be at risk guys this is deception 
This is Christian witchcraft. I do not condone any of these actions. He was a sexual predator by this report. And it's just sad to see a major leader in the body of Christ fall to this. And, you know, the Bible says, woe the mighty have fallen in battle. We need to stay in accountability. We need people around us to be able to point out blind spots. And I really think we need to stop idolizing people. This is a danger when you exalt people like we've done to Ravi to this level to any preacher or teacher. The fall from grace is so much greater because we've idolized people. The only person we need to worship and to seek is Jesus. And in our ministry, I hope that my ministry has been a ministry where I can point you guys to Jesus. I can point you guys to the cross. I say to my services in person, I don't do prayer lines. Don't grab my shirt. I'm not Moses. I'm not Jesus. My preaching and teaching is to point you guys to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Not Isaiah Saldivar. Not Rabbi Zacharias. I think that we need this. Another thing I was thinking about is this whole situation reveals to me more on how leaders need deliverance, how pastors need deliverance. And you guys know I've done deliverance on hundreds of leaders, hundreds of pastors. Pastors need deliverance. You're telling me that this man was preaching behind the pulpit and then going and seeing escorts, rape, raping people in the report that was allegations and not allegations, but proved that he had raped people. Um, or not. Now, I've done many reports, just key in deliverance in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I totally agree with what he's saying. Um, there's, I have like this list of to do things. Deliverance for me is always on it because I, I really don't feel I could ever really do enough of it. Um, and it's self deliverance, but I'm telling you, I've seen tremendous results from it. And I've got into that in previous teachings and you can just key that in. And I don't want to go down that rabbit trail right now. Cause it's a whole other discussion, but uh, I do believe it's vital and, um, incredibly helpful pornographic images on his phone i'm talking about high level sin i'm not talking about just dabbling here and there you're telling me that from preaching behind the pulpit to going and doing that there's not demons involved there's not open doors guys we need deliverance as leaders and pastors i've said it before if i need deliverance i'll be the first one to get deliverance i have no pride to salvage we need to be humble we need to realize pastors are hurting they're broken they need deliverance they need I mean, when worley when he had talked about it he said he basically did daily deliverance because of all the things constantly trying to jump on him over and over and over and that's a guy that specialized in it so prayers this uh these actions you know there's nothing we can we can say to justify what he did at the end of the day the bible says if you practice these sins you are not a son of God, you are a son of Satan, if you continue practicing these sins. So if we make these sins a practice in our life, we cannot say we're Christians. We cannot say we're sons of God. And so I'm heartbroken. And particularly if you're practicing those sins and you have no conviction um, that you're really doing anything wrong, it's not really affecting you. That's not a good sign. That's leaning more toward potentially, you know, having your conscience seal with a hot iron, like the Bible talks about in 1 Timothy 4.1. Um, and being turned, worst case scenario, being turned over to a reprobate mind, Romans 1. Uh, so just a little more clarification on that. Not only by the reproach this is bought, brought to the Christian world by atheists and by unbelievers saying, I told you guys so, your God isn't real, but I'm heartbroken for his family, for his kids, for his people that worked for his ministry. And ultimately he passed away of cancer and didn't confess this stuff on his deathbed. And so I pray that somehow at the last moment he got right with God and but 
He took these secrets to the grave. The Bible says that one day God will judge all the secrets of men. Anything done in darkness will be brought to the light. So if you're in secret sin now, it's just a matter of time before this thing comes to the light. Guys, this sexual sin compromise is no game. It's no joke. We need to be serious about the things of God as pastors and leaders. If you're in sexual sin now, I would encourage you to tell somebody to repent, to get right, to get restored, to step down from the ministry before this thing explodes and implodes on you. I think right now, picking up the piece of this whole situation that's unraveled in the last few weeks what could we do as believers in this situation of course stopping to stop idolizing people but also we need to pray we need to pray for the victims whose lives were forever changed by Ravi's actions we need to pray for Ravi Zacharias's family to be healed and restored and we need to pray for all those in the body of Christ that have stumbled because of this I don't talk a lot about these situations I thought man I want to get on here and talk to you guys about this let you know where I'm coming from I think we need a wake-up call in the body of Christ. I think there's too many pastors and leaders that are demigods in the Christian world that we exalt them. No one can talk to them about anything. No one can point out their flaws. They're exempt from correction and accountability. And we need to start looking at how we're running ministries and are our ministries run on personality or are they run on the presence of God? <laughs> one of my fears with a Christian apologetics is that people would know God in their mind, but not in their heart. And in Ravi's situation, I think this was the epitome of knowing God intellectually, but not knowing God personally. When you get personally connected to the person of Jesus Christ, to the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not do these things and continue preaching the gospel. And so my heart goes out to his family, to the victims, and to the whole Christian community that's hurting right now. I'm praying for you guys. I'm believing. I know this was an average normal video I would do. Okay, so we have that which I think he got in some really good points there. Now, let's get into another one, which comes in to a, from a totally kind of different, um, not totally different, but I like all of these different videos because they're covering a little different facet of this situation. Hey, hope everyone's having a good morning. Well, why be so shocked about Ravi Zacharias? That's my question right now because this was in the New York Post. Yes, it was sad that he did pass away last year, and and maybe to some this news right here could be a bit shocking, but I don't see why. First, let's look at he went to preach at a Mormon church. Well, if that doesn't shock you, my Here, question is Here's a picture only... of him preaching at a Mormon church, okay? I mean, but this is just standard, par-for-the-course type stuff. I mean, um, the Mormon death cult that's going to be responsible for taking untold millions upon millions into hell, okay? And he's got no problem, evidently, preaching there and, and, and you know, no, no, no problemo at all. Why would they allow him there? Was it because he promised perhaps not to preach the full gospel? Of course he didn't. But then if He's not going to go in there and preach some hellfire and brimstone teaching pointing to jesus christ is the only way to salvation when he's in the mormon devil death cult church you know that salvation by works and every other thing you got to do in the morning if you don't know about that just key in mormon in the keyword search box i've done a whole dedicated study on exposing mormonism and jehovah witnesses as well you know you have to look at other things well also in the new york post they displayed this picture and it's louis giglio's church <clears throat> and it was a picture that they posted right after he passed away well who is louis giglio and who preaches at his church well 
none other than Levi Lesko. Now, I don't know. Again, I can't keep up with all the apostasy and heresy that's going on out there. I And again, I'm not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Perfect, but evidently these are some very liberal people, preachers, which is the norm now. And you look at the state of the church and you wonder, why aren't they saying anything about COVID-19? Why are they going along with the devil's plans? Why are they, you know, all these things that they should be doing to fight evil and they're silent about? Well, this is why, because this is the norm. Todd Veach, uh, Craig Rochelle, Christine Kane. If you know anything about these people, you'll understand maybe some more if you watch Can You Spot a Wolf or many of my other videos in the playlist or wherever. I've been trying to share this for a while now. I mean, all you have to do is look at logos. Of course, you have to look at more than that, but that in itself shows you that something is kind of off here. She's showing the logo from the guy's church, which is very, very similar to um, the uh, Hillsong's church logo. And Hillsong is just, you know, they should call it Hell Song. But please watch those other videos to get a bigger picture of what is happening inside the church. So he spoke at their church and their conference, Passion Conference, back in 2016. He sure did. Well, when I woke up about Ravi was when he spoke at Hillsong Church. Because it was in 2014 or 2015 is when I woke up about Hillsong and when I started making shortly thereafter videos about what is going on inside the churches, after I got past my shock and awe, like a carpet was pulled out from under my feet. Look, I don't like them throwing pastors in the mud and basically dragging them around, no. But we do have to understand what is going on inside our churches. Why does Mike Pence have a voice here? Well, it's the New York Post. I mean, come on. But we don't even care what his opinion is, right? I mean, we know exactly who Mike Pence is and who Trump is. So I'm not going to get into that. Oh, but Paul let me just, you know, Pence, Luciferian, uh, devil, and a lot of evidence of, of that. He, he said regarding this situation, deeply saddened to learn of the passing of Ravi Zacharias, a Christian apologist whose ministry for the gospel of Jesus Christ impacted millions around the world. Ravi was a man of faith who could rightly handle the word of truth like few others in our time, and he was my friend. Well, of course, birds of a feather flock together. They were both devils, and they were buddies. And who Trump is. So I'm not going to get into that. But pulpit and the pen, well, they had some things that I needed refreshing on as well, that he also had his own uh, wellness place called juvan wellness yeah i'll add the link probably where he did the massage the massage parlors stuff out of or at least partly but he's talking all these posts of i guess this juvan wellness that he owned bring your yoga practice home yoga you say and i say yes um so they're teaching yoga and again which is a new age type of um uh, practice to get into my my mom was <laughs> practicing it all while i was growing up she got one of her best friends into it to this day who has her own uh yoga studio and um very, went on to do like some of the highest level stuff very sweet lady uh, we love her and everything but you know she's you know very deceived on that issue and my mom was really the one that got her into it she tried to get me into it as well i just you know, thank God I never really 
gravitated to that. But I mean, I've done just key and yoga in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done, you know, I know more than one teaching on it. Or the other sources that you can read more on this. But can you see body, mind, and spirit? <clears throat> yeah, it's the reason I left the Lutheran Church. I've also pointed out things in CBN. Yeah, but the yoga, that's what brings them all together. And that's what I've been talking about for so long. And the main thing I noticed in Houston... His wife, Joel, so Brian Houston's son is Joel right there, and Esther Houston, along with Andrea Logan White, who wanted to be a yogi as well, since, of course, Esther was as well, and many other ones that they're linked to. It's not only celebrities, but it's the yoga. And it's even Chad Veach has put his own kids into a yoga group. So very discerning times, and if you don't understand those, I have a video on yoga as well. Yoga's heavily come into a ton of different churches. And he was obviously bringing that in as well. It's New Age mysticism. And it's it's evil. I'm sorry. But stretching is fine. But when you're getting into yoga, there there is a, um, a religious, demonic aspect to it that you need to be made aware of. Look, it's, it's unity in so many things. It's not only the papacy or Zio, I'm not going to say the full word, or worshipping Israel, promoting the V. It's the unity with the... Promoting the vaccine. Uh, she's got all the stuff that they're, they're doing, united with the papacy, all about the money, luxury, pride, united with false churches, united with false pastors, preaching together, using poor Bible translations, uh, truth mixed with lies... Uh, promoting the vaccine and promoting the testing and promoting all the social distancing and every other thing the government's saying to do. Um, all these churches, a lot of them promoting yoga and transcendental meditation and stuff like that. Uh, you know, um, pro of the Trump worship. So there's a lot of different things they're all kind of doing together. And therefore, the church is so compromised uh, that... You know, there. It's no wonder that they're doing nothing to really resist the evil that is encroaching on planet Earth. In fact, at the end of the day, they're go. They're going to all end up being on that same train to the same one world religion under Antichrist. And we haven't even really seen the essence and the crux of the strong delusion that's probably coming via some type of, you know, alien type of whatever thing they're going to try pulling. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. How that works into things as well churches the pastors preaching at, at each other's churches or conferences coming together using poor bible translations such as passage and message where they yes use as above so below and just so many things such as pride and basically it's all about the money and it's mixing truth with lies plain and simple look so many People on YouTube have been trying to share the truth about these things. Um, you see all the names. But I'm going to say, just always beware. Some lift up other pastors, such as MacArthur, like Polite Leader. I tried to yeah, tell... I mean, she's got all these people I don't know. Spencer Smith, Service Christi. I mean, I think the one of the guys I'm going to end up playing. But again, I there's no way I can keep track so a lot of times I'll glean from these people um, and um, <clears throat> just much like I would glean from Alex Jones.
tell him that maybe you should take another look at him. Maybe Justin Peters, because he's promoting going on a trip. And what does that exactly mean? You're going to be tested and possibly getting the V. So I'm just saying use discernment because that's what I'm seeing. And also... They should be screaming about this potentially soul-damning, DNA-altering, aborted baby, cultured-off aborted babies, full of nanotech and only God knows what else, kill shot. They should be, all ministries should be screaming about that. But how many really are? How many, it's, it's, so, it's so rare from what I see. Spencer Smith. But I can't be guaranteed. It was hearsay and it was in his live chat that I asked if he was pro-V. And they had said yes. So I'm just saying so research. This Spencer Smith guy, she evidently, is, it sounds like he's pro-vaccine. So, you know, not not a good type of scenario. Okay, so I, I had, this is the next last video, and I had a listener email me and, you know, upset about the fact that how do we reconcile all the wickedness that Robbie Zacharias done with all the good he's done? And I just got this video, I just said, I said, you really need to watch this video. I said, if you think he's done all kind of good. And I said, you, you combine that with the last two that I just played, and then you combine it with this one, and I think we can get a pretty good idea of the full picture of what's going on here. Welcome, my name is Joshua, and this is not a video I was anticipating making today. It's not one that I particularly wanted to produce, as most of those that are offering their commentary on Ravi Zacharias are doing so, because it's a big headline. It's a big headline, and uh, it's low-hanging fruits, and they seem to think there's a lot of wisdom in telling you that the sky is blue. Ravi Zacharias is a serial adulterer. This new revelation comes out, which isn't particularly new. We just now know the depth and the breadth of it a little bit better. But it took something uh, of this uh, caliber of moral deviancy for anyone, most people in the Christian world, to take note of Ravi Zacharias whatsoever. While he was trampling God's word underfoot and promoting false teachers the world over, most of the same people who are now appalled didn't, didn't care at all. They weren't even mildly concerned. This is Christian virtue signaling, essentially. So it took the revelation of serial ad adultery and massage parlors and all of the things that even the world would regard as disgusting for most people in the evangelical world to have any concern about Ravi Zacharias whatsoever. When he was saying Rick Warren was one of the greatest Bible teachers right. our age has ever seen, you said nothing. Now, again, said, I, I, I can't stand when somebody comes on air and starts pointing the finger at every single person he's talking to saying, you said nothing. Dude, don't put me in that classification, okay? Please. And when you do that, you're literally throwing every single one of your listeners under the bus. Like, you're superior, and they're guilty of this. I hate those types of blanket statements. I think you could have worded this a lot better, but I think you can understand probably, yes, the, the vast majority of Christendom would probably have fit into that classification yes but you need to make that clarification so you don't alienate all of your listeners and throw them all collectively under the bus Joyce Meyer was a phenomenal Bible teacher 
You said nothing. When he was reading and participating with Catholics and doing conferences at which this Pope gave the opening address, you said nothing. When he went to the Mormon tabernacle and uh, utterly failed to draw a distinction between the false Jesus of Mormonism and the true Jesus of the Bible, most of you said nothing. When he said that Hillsong Church and Hillsong music was a blessing and everyone should uh, listen to them and has he promoted them and conferenced with them most of you said nothing but suddenly revelations about a sex scandal come out and now you're appalled and concerned when god's word was trampled underfoot most of you didn't care at all it took something that even the world regards as disgusting for most in christendom to be concerned at all Ironically, this exposure of Ravi Zacharias's deviant moral life is only an indictment on the modern church and proves what a gaggle of hypocrites have infested so-called Christendom, that it took something like this for anyone to contradict Ravi Zacharias, or for most people to contradict hey, Ravi Zacharias. But before this guy gets all sanctimonious and high and mighty, he's got a literal tattoo on the side of his neck, of, and it looks like a, kind of like a symbolic dove or whatever. And I'm like, do you realize that those are demonic portals? Every tattoo you have on your body is a demonic portal, okay? Most tattoo parlors, regular ones, bless their needles, and they bless their ink, meaning... It's very, very common to have tattoo artists to actually be practicing pagans or occultists. And I've done whole teaching on, on tattoos. So <laughs> it, it's, it's hard for me to, you know, when somebody's up here pointing the finger and making blanket statements and he's got a clearly visible tattoo on the side of his neck. I was watching a, a video the other day and it was just, I don't know, it came up in my feet. It was a Navajo guy, a Navajo... Um, I don't know, tribal elder, medicine man, you know, basically like a, a witch, essentially, you know, witchcraft. But he was giving, he was espousing all these different wisdoms that is very, very common in the very, very old Navajo traditions. And he flat out said, we will, we will paint ourselves for specific um, things we do in sweat lodges and things of this nature, maybe paint our face and stuff like that. He said, but it's never permanent we would never actually do a permanent tattoo, at least in his sect of the Navajos. And he said, because we know they're, they're essentially demonic portals. They're, they're areas where basically bad spirits, as he would said, would cut. I mean, this is common knowledge among pagans, is what I'm saying. So, you know, I just... Anyway, there is some good stuff he covers here, though. It makes you no different than the world. The world is not concerned with biblical truth. The world is not concerned with sound doctrine. The world advances and promotes various forms of ecumenism and kumbayaism. But even the world is shocked when a Harvey Weinstein scandal breaks or pick a person. Even Hollywood is disgusted when a movie mogul like Harvey Weinstein is exposed as, as a perverted old man. And then they sever their ties with him as well. So what makes you, most of you, different from the world? You didn't care when Ravi Zacharias 
was trampling sound doctrine underfoot. You didn't care when he was apostatizing in front of our eyes. You didn't care about him promoting Joyce Meyer. But now you're concerned. Now you're appalled at the moral deviancy that even the world would be appalled at. You're no different than the world. Isn't the church to be held to a higher standard? Let me ask you, which one of these two things is more deceptive? Is anybody deceived by an adulterer? Is anybody here about this sex scandal and, and deceived into thinking that it's right when it's not? Nobody's deceived by this. As a matter of fact, ironically, this scandal may be the very thing that causes people to question the doctrines Robbie has been promoting for years that they should have questioned years ago. Nobody's deceived by this. They're disgusted by it, but they're not deceived by it. They're appalled by it. You know what they are deceived by? They're deceived by a, a well-spoken raconteur telling them that Rick Warren is a phenomenal Bible teacher. They're deceived by a, a, an intelligent, philosophical man telling them that Joyce Meyer is a great Bible teacher. That's what they've been deceived by. Millions of people have been deceived by that for years, and most of you said nothing. And now you're appalled that you learned of his sexual deviancy, which frankly isn't that shocking in light of things that came out several years ago. You're no different than the world. What is it that allowed Ravi Zacharias International Ministries to gain such worldwide esteem and such clout as they did? It was their networking. It was their hand-holding. They were friends and promoters of everybody under the sun, every denomination, every brand of Christendom, heretic and apostate alike. This is what allowed them to succeed, to build this empire and to make a lot of money. And now, both in, inside RZIM and those that supported it outside are scrambling for PR reasons. For reasons of public relation, primarily. Because the network is now crumbling. Their source of income is now crumbling before their eyes. The world spoke well of them for years. Which is why he was invited to all these big political gatherings and so on and so forth. Now that people are pulling back from RZIM, you have a PR reason to be ashamed and to be appalled. So this was never about God's word for RZIM. If it was, there's no way that they would have allowed him to promote Joyce Meyer, Rick Warren, Hillsong, go to the Mormon taber tabernacle and say nothing of their false Jesus, etc., etc. Preaching at ecumenical gatherings like the 2016 Together Fill the Mall event. The same people that now want to take the moral high ground that they're appalled at the sex scandal, which they should be appalled at, had nothing to say when he mishandled God's word over and over and over again. Now, the Bible says, he, he brought that up, that verse of Jesus said, Luke 6.26, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Like Mike Pence giving a glowing endorsement, a high-level Luciferian. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. And the, Jesus also said that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So you've got to be very, very careful if you see somebody like that that's not offending the world really in any way, shape, or form. 
able to preach and go on and, and has all these worldly friends speaking in the Mormon church, pointing to Rick Warren, who's probably the chief guy in the last, I don't know how many years, that's really trying to bring um, the Christian church into unity with the one world church under Christ. And he's overtly doing that with Islam. It's called Chrislam. Rick Warren's doing that to try to bring those two together. Just key is keyword is search uh do a keyword search at, at contending for truth you know i've done a lot of different teachings on that as well so let's go back to this what a glaring indictment to the absolutely decrepit state of christendom <clears throat> not merely in america but he had an international ministry and he did these things quite publicly not under iraq so if you weren't offended that he promoted Hillsong, you're no different than the world. If you weren't offended that he promoted Rick Warren and, and Joyce Meyer, you're no different than the world. Even Hollywood is disgusted by a sex scandal of this nature. And you should be disgusted, but you should have been disgusted years ago. Because to my knowledge, Joel Osteen is not a serial adulterer. That doesn't make him any less of a devil. It doesn't make him any less of a deceiver. If it took a sex scandal for you to question Ravi Zacharias, but you didn't care about his doctrine, you're no different than the world. You're the world in Christian veneer. Some of us have questioned Ravi Zacharias's doctrinal aberrance over the course of the last several years, which is eternally worse than this new revelation because again, finding out that he's a serial adulterer while disgusting and appalling is not deceptive. Nobody's deceived by it. But they've been deceived by him for years when he pointed you into the arms of the Pope and Joyce Meyer and Hillsong and Rick Warren. That's what deceived millions of souls. Frankly, millions of souls might prayerfully be woken up. Maybe they'll start to reconsider many of the things Ravi said and many of the stances that he took. But way to miss the point entirely, most of these so-called Christian commentators. What do we do with Ravi now? What have you been doing with him? And why didn't you care when God's word was being maligned habitually by him for years? And for those of you that did see these things, thank the Lord for the discernment that he gave you, because it may be and often is an indication that the Lord is working in you, is revealing things to you is causing you to grow in grace and truth well and again this is why the bible says that we're not to be ignorant of satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us the the modern day church is just full of satan's devices i mean it's just absolutely from top to bottom and this is why we want to be like the bereans in the bible which sought the things out in the word of god to see if they were so essentially and compared scripture with what was going on maybe in their church or in their environment and compared the two and uh, to see things from a spiritual perspective the the subtlety of deception and uh, not to not to play favorites so thank the lord for the discernment he gave you and understand you're going to start seeing these guys drop like dominoes it's been happening. Judgment will begin at the house of God. 
But if you weren't concerned with doctrinal error, you're no different than the world. Even the world was disgusted by Harvey Weinstein. Even Hollywood severed their ties with Harvey Weinstein after they found out. Oh, please, on the, on the Hollywood, how they were abhorred about. Please spare me on that. The stuff they're doing in Hollywood is so far beyond even what they're describing Robbie as Robbie Zacharias does. I mean, you're getting into like pedivore, child sacrifice, Luciferian rituals, blood drinking, harvesting adrenochrome. Come on. I mean, you know, I get, I, yeah, they, they made a facade that they might have been disgusted, but please spare me what goes on behind closed doors in Hollywood is so far beyond anything that we're describing here with Robbie Zacharias. Now, maybe he was doing that same stuff too. Maybe he was eating babies too and drinking their blood and harvesting the adrenochrome. That wouldn't surprise me a bit. Or after it was made public, just what a raunchy man he was. Because PR. They had to salvage their own reputation somehow. Many of them overlooked it the entire time and knew what was going on the whole time. And very likely the same could be said for RZIM. Uh, I strongly doubt this is a shock to most of the people. I'm assuming that's Robbie Zacharias Ministries, RZM. Internally. Oh yeah, come on. They had to. There had to be a lot of people that had you know varying, different, various and sundry clues of what was going on. Now it's out, and they have. But they're to, not going to want to bite the hand that feeds them now. To uh, show the world that they care but they didn't care when people were being deceived. So, if you're a... Anyway, so we have that. Now, just, um... <clears throat> I, 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 this is just broken. Then I, the other day I opened my Bible to, to these passages and I felt convicted just to cover them very quick. What the Bible says about the narrow way and what kind of fruit a Christian is supposed to produce... Jesus Christ talking in Matthew 7, verse 13 through 25 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Straight is the gate, and narrow, and that word straight actually means narrow, essentially, okay? Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And, you know, this is why... I, when, when Jesus says, pray that you be counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of good reasons to pray that and to not think of yourself more highly than you. And like the one guy was saying, to stay humble and pray for the fear of the Lord and <clears throat> examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. All those things that I just mentioned, and I'm not saying that's exhaustive, but those are some really awesome major things you can do to try to stay on the narrow path. Okay, and, and not to say that, <clears throat> you know, I mean, look at the prodigal son. He really got off off the, 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 um, the path, okay? And God had to ch chastise him. And um, the Bible says if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, meaning an illegitimate son. You know, for whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, meaning if you're his kid, he can spank you. And if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, okay, which are like an illegitimate son. Well, if you're somebody like Robbie Zacharias and you're able to go through ministry and pull off what he was doing for as long as he was doing it, he was never God's child. I'm sorry, he was not.
I mean, he because he would have been chastened by God. Now, maybe you could say, well, it's the cancer. Well, I pray to God that that cancer, that, that he got right with God on his deathbed. I really do. I don't, I don't want to see him go to hell, okay? Uh, he probably ended up taking a lot of people to hell, though, even if that did happen because of his false doctrine and his false associations and people looking up to him, calling him, of all things, the greatest Christian apologist of the last whatever how many years. What a lie all that is. Look at all the... Look at all the um, horrible um, stumbling blocks he was putting before brothers and sisters in Christ. G going to Mormon churches and, and like it's, oh, we're good, we're good for this. The Bible says to be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what righteousness have, you know, with unrighteousness and what communion hath Christ with Belial, which is the devil. Well, when you go and speak at a Mormon church and you're not there rebuking them from the pulpit, you're essentially condoning their devil cult religion that are taking millions of people to hellfire. So that's just one stumbling block. Pointing to Rick Joyner, or I'm sorry, Rick Warren, Joyce Meyer, all the other stuff that he did. And then now this big scandal comes out at the end after he's dead. Oh, my word. I mean, that's putting a stumbling block before your brother, which we're told not to do. And to whom much is given, much is required. So somebody could say, well, then why, um, you know, why, why, was, why did God allow this? Well, the Bible says the gifts and callings of, of God are without repentance, meaning he had a gift for doing what he did. Okay, now... Ideally, what would have been done is he would have actually preached solid biblical truth and, you know, stayed on the narrow path. He chose to go the way of the world. He chose to have all these, only God knows what sexual affairs. Who knows? The, the guy was probably a closet Luciferian. Most, most of these guys at that level are. I mean, Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn. I mean, these guys are Satanists. We've talked about Oral Roberts and Billy Graham and Franklin Graham and the, there's Satanists. There's so much proof to indicate that, and how Luciferians and the Illuminati own basically control all the major denominations, particularly at the head. And if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick. So they put their 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 devil con men at the top. And then sprinkle their other little demonic minions down the chain. Not to say everybody in the denominations are bad, but there's no Bible for denominations at all. There's none. The Bible talks against it. One saith I am of Apollos, one saith I am of Paul, one saith I am of Jesus. Is Christ divided? Okay, so you, you got all these things that are totally unbiblical going on in the church, you know, and then... It's just no wonder that a guy like Robbie Zacharias is able to go in there and get away with what he's doing for as long as he did. There was no real chastisement of God. I don't think he was, obviously, there was no evidence he was saved. And if he was saved, he would have been chastised. He wouldn't most likely been able to get away with this, especially as long as he got away with it for. So he was a, in, in the Bible would refer to him as a bastard, meaning an, Ill, an illegitimate son. But he posed as a minister of righteousness but the bible says like we talked about earlier that it's no marvel if satan can transform into an angel of light that his ministers satan's ministers be transformed into what appear to be essentially ministers of righteousness evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived that's the day and times we're living in so it goes on in verse 15 beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing now, that would also be true of 
ministers, elders, deacons. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. I would say he would qualify as that. Then Matthew 7, 16, you shall know them by their fruits. Well, anybody with any kind of real biblical discernment, if they really looked at Ravi Zachary, if, if, you, if you had any knowledge, he started digging in to what were his affiliations? What churches did he speak at? Then this big sex scandal comes. Okay, well, his fruit was rotten, unfortunately. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, every single thing that ever came out of his mouth was horrible. Okay, or I've, I, I know I've, I've heard him speak on the radio on some occasions and, and a lot of the stuff he was saying, well, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot I could argue with there. Okay, it's the problem is, is it's not so much what they say so much of the time, it's what they never say. Guy like that's never going to talk about the coming, like, um, yoking up with the Christian church and the one world religion, which is inevitable. And how denominational systems, or there's really no Bible for it, and how the 501c3 tax-exempt corporate status yoking up with the Bible is bad, and how many of the preachers have went full-on where they're just part of the FEMA clergy response teams, just designed to sell out their congregations. How many of these, how many of these churches promote worldly things and, and read horrible Bible translations and have all kind of worldly programs in their churches? How many of them right now are promoting the vaccines and, and the, the, the uh, horrible testing and the social distancing going right along with whatever Satan's telling us to do? It's the norm from what I could see. So you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. Okay, so just to be fruit inspectors, essentially. But a lot of times, in order to really get, see what fruit a tree is bringing, you got to really look at what that ministry is, is preaching, who they're yoking up with. What, what have they come into alignment? He's, he's got, he's promoting yoga. He's, I mean, all these horrible yoking up of all these people. Um, every tree that bringeth, bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Well, that's scary. Wherefore by their fruits, you shall know them. Then Jesus goes on to say, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. And this is why I did that teaching on the books. Our book in heaven. Maybe there's books, book, but I've talked about this. Bible, the Bible talks about our books in heaven. Or book. Can't, it's hard to be dogmatic. I haven't quite been there. So um, There is a good... There's an acceptable, good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. The Bible talks about these wills of God. And I do believe that our purpose is written down in our books prior to us even being born. I did a whole teaching on this um, regarding this, the subject about our books. Well, what you want your life to be is as close to the will of the Father, which is in heaven, as possible. Okay, so when he says, when Jesus says, but, um, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, that's the ones that are going to actually enter into heaven. Okay. And again, there's different, there's different wills in that acceptable, good, pleasing, perfect.
Okay, so it doesn't mean you have to walk around and live this sinless life. Yes, we should strive for perfection. Okay, but, you know, hey, stuff stuff happens on the way and, and sometimes we get snagged up and, and sometimes, you know, we might backslide. I mean, again, look at the prodigal son. He really had a time of it. But God chastened the prodigal son and brought him back to the father in the end. And you would have said, if you would have looked at the, at the prodigal son in the middle of that, you would have said, There's, he's on his, he's going hellfire, hell in a handbasket. But yeah, God knew the beginning from the end that he knew he wasn't going to end up in hellfire. Yes, had he died in that state, had he been given everything that he wanted and just perpetually partied and partied and partied until he died? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go to heaven, but God let all that happen to him. So ultimately that prodigal son would be brought back to God and, you know, then start fulfilling his purpose. From that point forward, he started probably fulfilling his purpose for his father. And that's an example for us. That's why Jesus gave us that parable. And again, it doesn't give us a license to sin. It doesn't give us, you know, we were not to use our liberty for an occasion of the flesh. But even Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man that I am. Who should deliver me from the body of this death? The things that I shouldn't do, that I do. And the things that I should do, that I don't do. Okay. And that was the greatest, a lot of people would argue, greatest apostle that ever lived. So all I'm trying to say is, is having balance is what I'm talking about. And I don't mean, well, you balance like your your evil works with your bad. No, I don't mean that. I mean, looking at scriptures in balance as opposed to being like, you can't ever do this or you're going straight to hell and um, there's no chance of you ever redeeming yourself because I say so. No, look at the word of God and see what the word of God says and reconcile all scriptures together. You have to reconcile them all. You can't just take one scripture out of context, and, and this is how cults get started when you do that. So, <clears throat> going forward here. Um, so, one thing that we should be praying is that we're doing the will of the Father. And Lord, if I'm not doing the will of the Father, please bring me in alignment with that. You know, and I, I'll throw in there, just like Solomon said, for I am as but a little child. I know not whether to go in or go out apart from you, Lord. And that pleased God when he said that. It's one of the few times in the Bible you'll hear God pleased about something that, that a human did. Not to say that God can't be pleased with us, but he doesn't mention it a whole lot in the Bible. Not, a, I mean, Jesus, yeah, but mankind, not very often. But look at Solomon. He got totally, totally, totally beyond off in left field. Might have been sacrificing his own kids to Molech because all those women that he married. Thousand different, you know, women. Was it 700 wives and 300 concubines or something like that? And I believe a lot of them were pagans. And then the Bible says that, you know, he worshipped Molech. Well, Molech was child sacrifice deity. How many of Solomon's wives or concubines may have had children that were sacrificed to Moloch? I don't know. The Bible doesn't get into that. But at the end, there's Bible to indicate that Solomon got right with God. Then you can't get much further off base than that. And yet, at one time, Solomon was so tight with God that the prayer that he prayed pleased God so much that God made him the richest man on earth and the wisest man that had ever lived up to that point. But the problem with that is then pride came in. Because he had all that stuff. And then he married um, 
the king's uh, the, the king of Egypt's daughter. That was where it started. Well, well he, he was unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. And she drew his heart away from God. And who knows how many decades of his life he wasted. I don't know. All this stuff's just coming into my head as I talk to you about this. I believe the Holy Spirit's convicting me about, oh yeah, well then there's this, there's, there's this and this and this. I'm trying to give you biblical balance regarding this whole subject that we're talking about. But we should be praying that we're doing the will of our Father which is in heaven. That's something super safe to pray for. <laughs> you know? Can't go wrong praying for that. You know? And, well, it says that, Lord, Lord, uh, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father that is in heaven. So pray that you're doing the will of your Father in heaven. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Pray that you're an overcomer, like the Bible talks about. And then Jesus says, many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works well Ravi Zacharias could I'm sure qualify in that particular thing to a certain extent right I mean not saying he did all bad okay and then Jesus said and I will profess unto them I never knew you meaning it wasn't like they were saved and got unsaved to, to me the context of this is they were never saved he said I never knew you Never. You were you were Christian in name only, essentially. He never knew them. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. All of their good works were done for self-aggrandizement, essentially. You know? They were working, they thought they were working for God, but they weren't they were not doing it under the power of God. They were doing it under the power of self, most likely. And they were actually, in God's eyes, working iniquity. Um, Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whatsoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built upon his house, his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock, the rock of Christ Jesus. Okay. So... We have that. Now, let's go forward here. And this wonderful report just broke uh, a couple days ago. Lady Gaga-themed Oreos contained overt pedophile sim symbolism. Actually, I'm just going to say child molester. Because I don't like that. I've, I've had listeners kind of um, point that out to me over the years. Pedophile means like child lover. If you actually break that down. We just love children, which is what NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, would tell you, that these men just love to have sex with boys. Because we love, love them. I can remember when that devil, Jerry Sandusky, from Penn State, pedophile state, oh, sorry, was molesting uh, little boys in the Penn State locker room. And he'd done it for years, and you can't tell me nobody knew nothing about nothing. Come on. He was doing it at high noon when the practice team was on the field. Nobody knew nothing, though. But he was such a good coach, I guess they overlooked it. And I can remember when that devil got convicted. 
and and the look of bewilderment on his face when he's 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 looking around as he's like going into court and stuff and coming out and he's so confused because in his sick twisted demon possessed of the toenails mind he was just showing the little kitties how much he loved them he was i mean showering i'll, I'll say that he was showering and committing the most lunas sexual acts with little boys in the Penn State locker room at high noon, sometimes while the team was practicing. In the showers at football. And he, th he didn't think he was doing anything wrong in his own sick, twisted, demented, lake of fire bound head. And I can remember the look of bewilderment when he comes. You can look this up, like when he he's coming out of court. He just he doesn't. It's almost like he doesn't even understand why he's why he's um, being put in jail for any of this. He's so far stinking gone. It's such a absolute walking demon on two legs that it doesn't even. He's so much on demonic autopilot that it doesn't even compute in his head that he did anything wrong. That's the impression I got, at least. Well, now we have the Lady Gaga-themed Oreos containing overt child molester symbolism. So, I would say, you know, I would try to avoid anything from Nabisco. And because they're the ones that make these devil cookies. And, in particular, Oreos. After the special sandwich cookies based off Lady Gaga's Chromatica album hit the stores late last year, people began noticing one wafer featuring a small heart inside a larger heart design, a symbol designated by the FBI as a secret code used by child molesters. And here's a picture of the um, these Lady Gaga Oreos. And then it shows a picture of um, this it's called girl lover meaning pedophiles will use or child molesters will use this symbology these seemingly innocent symbology that you would never know was bad unless you actually and again this is why we're not to be ignorant of satan's devices but it's a heart within a heart a pink heart within a pink heart okay you can look at the pdf this is the exact symbology on these um child molester oreo cookies i'm looking at one right now it's it's in like the the design of the outside of the cookie a heart within a heart and then it shows you the exact symbol that the fbi has classified meaning girl lover meaning i guess you like underage girls okay the girl lover logo is a small heart surrounded by a large heart which symbolizes a relationship between an adult male or female and a minor girl Reads an FBI intelligence bulletin published by publicized by WikiLeaks showing a pink version of the symbol. Uh, and here's another thing from the FBI if you want to get a better look. There's pendants that people make. They stamp it into stuff. They stamp it into coins. It's all kind of weird places they put these. Now, there's a whole host of other symbolism that I've covered in times past, but I give you a link to this FBI bulletin if you want to see the rest, like the one for little boy lover and you know other ones that they've got well i give you a link here it's it's the fbi bulletin link and for all the child molester symbols okay the, and it's in the pdf for uh march 1st 
2021. To specifically indicate the pedophile's gender preference, members of the pedophilic organizations encourage the use of descriptions such as boy love, girl love, child love. The law enforcement sensitive memo reads, quote, these symbols have been etched into rings, formed independence, and have also been found printed on coins. And they, they show you all these examples in this clickable FBI link I give you. The, the Gaga-themed cookies made by Nabisco, may, may they go, may that devil company go to the bottom of the sea, uh, are wrapped in hot pink packaging that are pink in color, and they contain a green cream-filled filling reminiscent of toxic sludge. The color pink is a beacon for both little girls and pedophiles alike, child molesters alike, as noted in a WFLA report, which uncovered toys geared toward little girls containing the hidden pedophile markings. A mom took her two-year-old daughter to a monster truck show and came back with a souvenir that puts children in danger. The symbols on the toy are a secret code for pedophiles. Now, there's a little link there that you can click on. You can see the news report. I'm surprised they reported it, but it was local news, so a lot of times these things will escape. It'll never make it to national news, typically. Uh, but local news, yes, sometimes you'll, you'll see it. Um... When the mom got an answer, she nearly threw up. Her toddler's souvenir, which was like this monster, it was like this, she went to a monster truck show and the monster truck was like pink. And it had the heart within a heart symbol on the top of the, of this little like stuffed truck, monster truck. It was like a, like a, not a stuffed, like a stuffed animal, kind of that type of thing. Uh, her toddler's souvenir held a sick secret. The Monster Jam uh, toy contains a symbol, a disgusting calling card for creeps. This is a code for child molesters. This is pink. This is geared towards little girls, especially at a predominantly male event. When child molesters see children with the heart symbol, it's, it's code meaning that this child is ready to be traded for sex. Okay, so this is all I have for part one, and we will go to part two next. God bless you, and see you in part two.